What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Rate and follow our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also follow social media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That's at SUP Guys Podcast. S-U-P Guys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. SUP Guys! Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. This is your host, Reed Gilson. There's been a lot going on here lately in the sports world, the spring coming around and everything, the March Madness, NFL offseason, MLB opening days coming up here in the next day or two. There's just so many eventful sports coming up. It reminds me of a topic me and my buddies were actually discussing here this weekend. Uh, it was really a kind of a would-you-rather question, um, but it was if you could be a pro in any sport, what would it be? Um, a lot of things came to mind when I was thinking about that question. I know I had a couple buddies picking basketball, a couple buddies picking football, baseball. Um, when it comes to me, I, I love so many different sports. Um, football has always been my favorite just for the fact that I grew up playing it. It was what I was best at growing up, and it's actually what I enjoy watching the most out of any sport still here today. Um, but then also baseball has always been a big love of mine growing up, Chicago Cubs fan. Uh, just watching the games with my dad growing up. And then uh, basketball, to me, basketball is my favorite to play personally. Uh, I don't like watching it as much as I do football and baseball, but it's I still love basketball. It's it's just like college basketball and March Madness and everything. It's just it's just really fun. It's just just awesome. But honestly, after thinking about it, I'd probably choose golf. <laughs> it's not a sport I've ever really been good at. But I just love going out there if it's a nice, beautiful day out there relaxing and just kind of taking my time and having fun with it. Uh, I, I only play a couple times a year, but I'd probably play more if I was a little bit better. But if I was good enough to be a pro, that is definitely my choice. And a big reason for that would probably be just because golf's one of them sports, no matter how old you are, as long as you can really walk and swing a club. You could play it for a long, long time. I mean, you once you retire from the PGA, you just go straight into the senior PGA. So, I mean, there's always so many different avenues for you to make money. And it's just, I, I feel like that would be the sport I would pick. But um, I'd love to hear what your all's answer to that question would be. If you could be a pro in any sport, what would it be? Um, on our social medias, send us a message or comment on our post and let us know what you what sport you would choose. Uh, I'd love to hear everyone's different answers. Um, golf would be mine, but you never, I it might be a sport that I don't necessarily watch that you might pick, but yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys, what your thoughts are on that question. But uh, yeah, with springtime here, so many fun things going on. Uh, it's just a fun time of year for the sports world in general. Um, really the biggest thing going on right now is the NCAA tournament. Uh, I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago and, now we're finally around to the final four, and this final four this year is just crazy because last year the final four was all blue bloods. You had Duke, Kansas, you had North Carolina and Villanova, and I mean that's what you think of when you think of your typical final four. Four of the best teams who've always been the best teams, but this year's final four has been a lot different because it's the first time in history there's ever a final four without a three seed or better which is insane to me. It's it's just absolutely crazy. Because who would have thought Florida Atlantic? Like, seriously, Florida Atlantic, 
<laughs> I didn't even know they had a basketball team. <laughs> but, you know, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, then you got Miami. And then obviously you got UConn. You got to get one of your big dogs in there. Um, but I think right now, um, I think the championship games really between Miami and UConn, I know there's no way they could see each other in championship, but I'm just saying out of those four teams, I, I really think Miami and UConn are the top two of those four teams. Um, so I, I really think it's going to be an interesting game to, pull, to just watch. Um, Miami, they just seem like they're really hot right now, and but so is UConn. UConn just seems like an unstoppable force. They're they're just a powerhouse this year, and it's just really fun to see. And um, just for my bracket challenge sake, <laughs> I would love to see UConn at least win this next round because I really need them personally to win this next round so I can win my bracket challenge. <laughs> I just need a one more win there, and it will help me win the win the money. So we'll we'll see how that turns out Thursday night. But I, I'm excited to get it turned on and. See see how it all pans out. It'd be really cool to see one of the smaller teams, San Diego State or Florida Atlantic, go in and win the championship. Also, just because I, if they have ever won it, I've I've never experienced it. So it'd be really cool just to see some new teams in there. So that's why I'm I really I really love the Final Four this year. It's it's very exciting. It's who who would have guessed it? So I don't I don't think there's very many brackets that ever guessed it. But uh, who do you guys have winning? Um, I'd love I'd love to hear about that. Um, but yeah, I ser- I think I got UConn winning it all. Uh, UConn just seems like the best best team out of the four. Um, like I like I just said, Miami's really hot right now too, and they've been playing some really good ball. So I could definitely see an upset there. But I definitely think the winner of the Miami and UConn game is going to be the champion this year. Um, it's it just seems like they're just on a whole nother level of basketball. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see an upset, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's been a fun year for college basketball, but um, I'm, I'm also I'm, I'm kind of ready for baseball season here to start. Um, once, once this tournament's over, I'm ready to roll right into baseball season. I've been keeping up with the spring training and everything going on, um, and I'm just excited to, after finally got my MLE TV hooked up, and now that spring training's coming to a close, uh, I've been keeping up with all the roster changes and the depth chart changes, and who's going to stay in the majors and who's getting moved down to the minors. Um, a lot of a lot of big things going on, but um, yeah, stick sticking on track though with the NCAA. Um, I didn't know if you all have have, have all heard, but there's been some there's going to be some big conference changes going coming up here soon. Uh, one of the biggest ones, which I need to relook and see if it's actually this year or next year. I believe it's this next year. But Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC conference. To me, that is just nuts. Like, that just takes one of the biggest powerhouse conferences in football and just makes them an even bigger powerhouse. Now, Texas is not like old Texas like how they used to be. I mean, they're still they they're starting to come back a little bit. Still, definitely can compete, but they're not a top. I mean, right now, I don't think they're a top ten program. Uh, maybe top fifteen, but they they still have a lot of work to do. And I think moving to the SEC, in my opinion, just makes it even harder for them. 
But um, I know Texas basketball school is kind of turned into a basketball school, so it might be good for them there. Um, I know SEC in general, though, has really picked up in basketball this season. But um, it would be interesting to see how Texas does. I think Oklahoma is going to fit in really great football-wise in the SEC. Oklahoma and Alabama playing each other would be – if they do that every year, that that's going to be fun to watch. There's going to be a lot of fun, a lot more fun games to watch there in the SEC conference. But um, also some other big changes: UC, UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. Like, who would have ever thought that? Like, with them being so far away from all these Big Ten schools. I mean, I guess I can understand it just for the fact that the Big Ten is gaining a lot of money because they're picking up the L.A. market for all the um, games and all the money coming in. So, I mean, I understand the move there. It's just going to be a lot of traveling for some of these teams. So I'm really curious if they're going to make some other moves here in the next couple of years and try to pick up a couple of other Pac-12 schools if they can. But we'll, we'll see how that turns out. I have, I've been hearing rumors that uh, Washington and Oregon are two other Pac-12 schools that have been kind of been communicating with the Big Ten Conference. Um, but, uh, yeah, those two Pac-12 schools, I, we'll, we'll see if that's true or not. They're just rumors I've been seeing online. Um, I know Big Ten would really like to have Oregon from what I've, from what I've seen. Um, but Oregon and Washington both, that would be great for them. And also give two more schools for UCLA and USC to play in our conference. Just so that's a little bit closer. I mean – that still is a little bit of a drive because, I mean, they are pretty far north. But, yeah, that's there's some big changes in the Big Ten. Um, especially with UCLA and USC uh, joining the Big Ten, I could see Notre Dame now making the move to the Big Ten. Uh, that would be huge because I know Notre Dame's always had that uh, pretty big rivalry with USC at least. And uh, I know they used to play UCLA every, once, every few years. Um, that was always kind of a – a uh, cool game to watch, but um, I know the USC and Notre Dame rivalry. That's that's always a fun game. I try to watch every year. Uh, and you, a lot of my family members grew up Notre Dame fans, so I'll watch a game from time to time. Um, I, I'll try to support them when they're not playing Louisville or anything. But um, yeah, they're they're still fun fun games to watch. Um, but I know uh, there's also some other big changes there in the uh, Big Twelve conference as well. Big 12, with them losing Texas and Oklahoma, they have to do some backfilling here. Um, and, I mean, they were short teams anyways Once they, when they lost uh, Texas A&M and lost Missouri and Nebraska uh, years ago. So, I mean, they were still short some teams. But now next year they're picking up BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston, which I feel like those are four perfect fits for the Big 12. Cincinnati and Central Florida being in there, I think it's perfect just for the fact that with West Virginia being such an outlier there on the east, it'll actually give West Virginia some closer competition that's interconference, especially Cincinnati being right there. I'd love to see that old uh, Big East matchup back when Cincinnati and West Virginia were in the Big East together. I used to love those Big East football games because growing up a Louisville fan, that Louisville West Virginia rivalry. Oh, that was those were games were huge when I was a kid. Uh, they were so fun to watch. So it, it's it'll be great to see Cincinnati and West Virginia match up some more. And uh, really interesting to see Central Florida in the Big Twelve. But uh, that gives Big Twelve a little bit of the Florida market there. So 
they'll, they'll be great money-wise for them. And then uh, BYU finally joining a conference, so that's good. They'll, they'll finally play against some decent competition instead of playing against teams like Coastal Carolina and some of the Mountain West teams. So it'll be, it'll be really good to see the BYU um, playing against some competition every year. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of big changes going on. Houston, obviously with them being right in Texas, I think Houston is one of the most perfect fits for the Big 12 because they've been a powerhouse for basketball, and their football team has really, really picked it up here lately, uh, past five, ten years. So I feel like they're a perfect fit in there. Um, another team, if they did decide to pick up another team, uh, basketball-wise, I'm football they're still kind of trying to improve a little bit. But basketball-wise, I feel like a great fit because it's kind of heading east-ish, going towards Cincinnati. Um, honestly, I think Memphis would be a good pickup for the Big 12. Um, it's, it's a bigger city in Tennessee. I mean, it's not the largest city, but Memphis, I mean, they've always had a great, a, at least a decent basketball program. Their football team's good every few years. So, I mean, I think maybe if Memphis switched the Big 12 or Big 12 picked them up, I feel like that would be great for competition in the Big 12 conference. And, I mean, that's just make it – picture Memphis playing Kansas a couple times each year in basketball. I mean, that's going to be – that would be really fun to watch. I would love to see – I feel like they would be a great fit in there as well in the Big 12. Um, another team that could go Big 12, but I've heard rumors of the Pac-12 actually – uh, looking into them is SMU. Uh, SMU here lately has had decent football team, decent basketball team. I mean, they've been ranked here the past five years for both. Um, but Big 12 makes perfect sense with them being right in Texas. But Pac-12, they're wanting to backfill a little bit, and they're kind of wanting to get more east and kind of take a little bit of that Texas market. So I feel like SMU would be a good Pac-12 fit as well. But we'll see what happens there. I know there's going to be a lot, a lot of conference changes here coming up because I know uh, the president of, well, actually, he's not the president anymore because the Chicago Bears just hired him as their president. <laughs> but uh, the old president for the Big Ten Conference from last I saw, um, he came out and stated that there is, or was at least, there was talks of them wanting to bump it up to a 20-team conference eventually. I don't, don't know if that means within the next five years. I don't know if that means in the next 10 to 15. But I know there's talks of some of these Power 5 conferences wanting to turn into 20, 2014 conferences. So I can really see the Power 5 conferences kind of taking over the market. And it's going to be kind of sad to see some of these smaller conferences dissolving. But uh, it's just part of it. I mean... With them expanding, it means more money and it means more opportunities to win. And uh, and right in it, the way sports are going, it's really just centered on the dollar bill. It really is. So uh, just exciting to see some of these changes. Um, kind of curious how uh, if there's going to be any changes in the ACC. Uh, haven't heard anything yet, but I know uh, a lot of the ACC teams are kind of stuck in that uh, contract where um, they're not actually not allowed to leave the conference for what was it there was like the it's there was like a huge buyout they have to pay for them to be able to actually leave the conference and it's like a crazy amount of money so the ACC when they get players in or teams in 
I mean, they make it hard for them to leave, which I think is good because it kind of keeps teams loyal to the conference, but it's also kind of making those teams the conference prisoner. But, hey, I mean, we'll see what happens. And there has been no changes in the ACC except for additions, so nobody's been leaving. So I know I would like to see some more competition to ACC because, honestly, like I love the ACC just for the fact that Louisville's in there. But the ACC conference – here lately, just basketball and football in general has kind of been on the downturn. I know Clemson's always good. I know like Miami's in the final four this year. I understand that. But just in general, like I feel like Duke is not the same Duke. North Carolina is not the same North Carolina. And some Boston College is not the same Boston College in football as they used to be. I mean, Miami's not the same. We used it's not really the same. I mean, they're decent in football, but they're not a football powerhouse. Florida State's going through a rebuilding thing in football. So, I mean, the ACC Conference, I love it. But they just have a lot of – they need some. They need to do some upgrading here. So, hopefully they can kind of turn things around here in the next five years. Um, I know Wake Forest has been kind of fun to watch, but uh, in football at least. Uh, but, yes, I'd like to see some of these teams who are known for being good – be actually powerhouses again, but we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see if there's any extra, any more changes coming up, um, in the conferences, but a a lot of fun things rolling around. Um, speaking about football, NFL free agency, NFL doesn't stop, baby. Still so many things, so many different ball rolling. I mean, so many players moving around. It's, it's just nuts. There's something new every day. Like, I was pulled up my computer this morning. Lamar Jackson's situation. It's just nuts. Like, he's I – I mean, honestly, I don't know why he doesn't get an agent. I mean, I understand he wants to do it to him. He wants to do it himself, which, which makes sense. I mean, that means more money. He's got full control, which I totally understand. But, like, me personally, I feel like I would not be smart enough to negotiate contracts like that, I would feel like I would need somebody to kind of be there, walk me through it and help me out. I know it may be simpler than I'm thinking, but uh, I mean, hey, whatever Lamar Jackson wants to do, I'm cool with it. I mean, I think he's a great quarterback. Um, I think he definitely needs to be paid what he deserves. Um, a fully guaranteed contract, though, with the level that I'm, I keep hearing about, um, seems a little crazy to me, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, uh, I mean, I still, I definitely think he needs to have one of the higher contracts in the league, um, but fully guaranteed is going to be an issue. But I also think nobody truly knows the true story and nobody truly knows what Lamar wants in the back of my mind. I think Lamar just wants a change of scenery. Personally, I think if the right team came in, gave him a good offer, that's one of the probably top five paying quarterback quarterback salaries in the league. I mean, I think he would jump on it and take it. Um, I think he's just ready to get out of Baltimore. Uh, not sure what it is there. Um, it might be the offensive play style. Um, may just he maybe he just wants to go to a different city. I don't know, um, but I mean. We'll see how that progresses. Hopefully there's some resolution here in the next few days or at least this week. Um, I know they'll probably get dragged out for a little bit, but <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll see. 
we'll see how it pans out and if the Ravens actually end up paying him or uh, what's going to happen. I know the Colts are, I've been hearing the Colts are kind of the main team right now, but I've also heard that the Colts, that it's all just been smoke and fire, you know, like smoke, no fire. So um, not not sure what's going to happen, but we'll, we'll probably find out here in the next week or two. Um, an, another another team right there not too far from there from Baltimore Carolina um, Carolina Panthers uh, with them getting the number one pick from the Bears and losing DJ Moore um, they've really backfilled DJ Moore really good uh, they just signed Adam Thielen and then they also just signed DJ Chark so I mean that's two really great receivers um, I don't think either of them are, in my opinion, are wide receiver one caliber players. I mean, Adam Thielen was one of the greatest wide receivers in the league about two years ago. I mean, he's still a great receiver. He had a great season last year. But to me, Adam Thielen's not that wide receiver one. He likes to play the slot. So we'll see if DJ Chark can kind of take if him and DJ Chark together, they might complement each other really well and it may work out. But uh, yeah, with the way uh, the way the Panthers are kind of filling out with also getting Miles Sanders um, to replace uh, Christian McCaffrey and Dante Foreman. Um, I mean, I feel like that was kind of a questionable move just for the fact that Dante Foreman, um, I know he's not as well known in the league, but he had a really similar season to Miles Sanders last year. Um he, he was kind of under the radar. Um, he is younger. I know he's been fighting injuries the past few years, but last year Dante Foreman put together a nice season once Christian McCaffrey was gone. Um, but instead of them wanting to pay Dante Foreman, they ended up paying a crazy amount for Miles Sanders, which Miles Sanders is, to me is a great great running back. I think he's I think he's a solid piece. Um, but I mean. I would have went with the Dante Foreman route just for the fact that it would have been cheaper. And he's, to me, production-wise, I think he's about equal. I mean, I, I, they're both great running backs. Um, Dante Foreman, I feel like there's a little bit that there might be a little bit more upside just for the fact that, like, you've everyone's seen Miles Sanders past couple years, so they know what they're getting. Dante Foreman, there's kind of that side where it's like nobody really knows his ceiling yet. So... With him being on the Bears, especially, I'm I'm excited for him to be on the Bears on a one-year, three million dollar deal. I mean, that is that is some cheap. That's a cheap running back right there. I mean, it's great though because it gives him some incentive to go out there and do it as all and get another contract next year and be a much higher. So um, I'm not saying running back shouldn't be paid. I'm not saying that at all. But I mean, you gotta be smart. I mean, I wouldn't. If you got a guy who can get the job done, might as well pay him a little bit instead of going out there and grabbing somebody else. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, Panthers, they can do whatever they want. I don't care. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, with Thielen DJ Chark, though, I feel like if they end up getting whatever QB they end up getting first pick or even if they start end up trading down or something, um, I think they're going to be in a good position, uh, especially getting Hayden Hurst as well at tight end. I think he's a great tight end in the league. Um, he's been very under the radar. Um, he he was on the Bengals last year, and he, he did decent, but I know he was fighting some injuries. So really Hayden Hurst's main issue is just trying to stay healthy. If he stays healthy, I feel like he can be one of the top 10 tight ends in the league, 
honestly. So, I mean, that's going to be a very exciting offense to watch this year with Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, and then if they end up getting C.J. Shroud or Bryce Young. Um, I also heard rumors that they kind of want to – they've been looking at Anthony Richardson pretty hard too. So, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Um, another big, big quarterback dilemma right here. Um, everyone's been talking about it for a while. Uh, Rodgers to the Jets. Um, it is not official yet. Uh, it seems like the Packers and the Jets cannot see, cannot come eye to eye on a trade package. Uh, the Packers don't want to give up anything. The Jets feel like, or actually the Jets don't want to give up anything. And the Packers feel like they should be getting a first round pick for an old Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's like Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He was a great quarterback. He was top five in the league, top three in the league. But, I mean, me personally, I understand, like, he'd be great for the Jets. I feel like he'd fit that offense great. But to me, <laughs> he's not the same Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he's. I feel like he could still do good, um, still be very successful, especially in that offense with them picking up a couple of them prime wide receivers. Um and then having Brees Hall there, right, lined up right behind him on his second year. Uh, Brees Hall is going to be great if he just stays healthy. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with the Jets. I wouldn't give up too much for him. So uh, we'll see we'll see if they can get a deal done for Rodgers. Um, I would love to see Rodgers go just for the fact that I I want him out of the NFC North. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Um, I know it sounds like Green Bay is pretty much done with him, which I don't blame him. I would be too. I mean, he's been it's been kind of hee hawing around a little much. So um, I'm I'm excited to see uh, a change there in Green Bay at the quarterback position, whether it be Jordan Love or if they try to draft somebody this year. But I feel like if Jordan, I, I talked about this on the other podcast, but uh, if Jordan Love, in my opinion, if Jordan Love was it, he would have been it already. They would have put him in. So I'm kind of curious to see how this year turns out. If Jordan, if they're going to let Jordan Love actually have this season to try to see what he has, or if they're going to um, try to draft somebody else. But uh, it's just going to be fun to see a change there in Green Bay this year. Um, another another big pickup here: the Cowboys getting Brandon Cooks from Texans. Um, I feel like he that is like a perfect fit for the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys already have a great offense. Um, Tony Pollard got their running back. Um, I know Ezekiel, it's, he's basically gone now, um, which, I mean, makes sense. He's not the same Ezekiel Elliott as he used to be. Um, he's getting older, uh, doesn't quite have that quick burst he used to have. But uh, I, I still would have probably tried to keep him on if you could get, a, get him on a reasonable contract. I feel like he'd, be, he'd still be a great player in your running back room. Um, but, yeah, Brandon Cooks, though, I feel like he's going to fit that wide receiver core perfect. Um, the only thing with the Cowboys, though, I feel like the Cowboys are one of those teams, they have a great offense. They always have a great defense. Um, I think feel like it's the quarterback situation. Like, I like Dak Prescott a lot, but I don't think Dak's the guy. Like, he does great in fantasy. He, he puts up some great games when he's healthy. But, uh, yeah, Dak, he uh, – I just don't think he's the guy who's going to get bring another Super Bowl to Dallas. But, uh, I mean, he may prove me wrong. We'll see what happens there. But I think Dallas would be smart to kind of prime for a, 
uh, if they could pick up a decent quarterback here in this draft that they can kind of um, groom a little bit and just have them kind of just train them and work them up. So maybe here in another year or two, they have another option there at the QB position. But curious to see what happens down there in Dallas. Uh, and then the DeAndre Hopkins situation there, um, another big receiver that's looking for a trade right now. Uh, a lot of rumors going around that Kansas City's going to be targeting him with uh, Kansas City losing Juju Smith. Um, he would be a great fit there. I mean, Kansas City has a couple weapons, but uh, not not too many besides Travis Kelsey. Um, I know he's always just, I mean, best tight end in the league, easily, hands down. But, uh, yeah, I feel like DeAndre Hopkins would just be absolutely filthy in Kansas City's offense. It just wouldn't be... It wouldn't be fair, in my opinion, because DeAndre Hopkins going deep every time, and then you got Travis Kelsey dumping off too. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be unstoppable, which would be just in, it'd just be insane to watch. And but I I don't know if it'll happen. I mean, Kansas City has to come up with some sort of great trade package to give to Arizona because I know Arizona isn't going to give them up for nothing. Even though DeAndre Hopkins wants to leave and they're kind of parted ways, Arizona is still going to want good compensation for him. So we'll see what happens there or if Hopkins just decides to kind of, I don't know, take a year off. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how that's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, but uh, moving on with free agency, with all these changes going on, um, Let's just talk about it. Who 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 do you think your top? Who do you think the top five QBs in the AFC and NFC are this year? Um, me personally, I I I'll start with the NFC here. Um, thinking at the NFC, um, let me think about this for a second. I should have should have been a little bit more prepared here. <laughs> um, NFC wise, though, I mean you got quarterbacks like Matt Stafford. Um, Aaron Rodgers technically still, but I'm not going to count Aaron Rodgers right now because he's like, he's he's a post away from being a Jet. But um, uh, you got Matt Stafford there, uh, Derek Carr's in the NFC now. Um, I guess the NFC for quarterbacks wise is kind of starting to go down a little bit, um, unless that there's there you got Kyler Murray, but I know he's fighting an injury from last season. Um, when you talk in the uh, NFC North, you got Kirk Cousins, uh, Jordan Love. No, I wouldn't even put him top five. <laughs> Justin Fields. I feel like he's going to be a very underrated quarterback this year. I, I think this is year is his year. Um, and then I just said Kirk Cousins, and then you got Jared Goff, uh, NFC South. They're still trying to figure out their quarterback situations there. Um, I mean NFC East. You're talking Dak Prescott. Um, Commanders still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. And then you got um, Daniel Jones, and then you also got Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, honestly, I would say probably top five, not in any order. I'd probably say, my opinion, Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford, Justin Fields, and then I would say Derek Carr, and there's a lot, and Kyler Murray. Those would be my top five for the NFC. Uh, all great quarterbacks. Um, I, know, I know there's a lot of NFC teams right now that don't have their quarterback position set. So I'm kind of there's a lot of teams I'm kind of leaving out. But those are my five for the NFC. 
for the for the AFC, kind of thinking more obviously Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow. Those are easily my top three right there. Those guys are just freaking. They're just freaking dogs, man. They they're freaking workhorses. Uh, I'm excited to see them again this year. Uh, those are I think those are three of the best QBs in the league, honestly. And they're both all three of them are all in the AFC. So it's it's crazy to think about. But I think them three, and then I would throw in. Uh, let's see here. I'd probably throw in maybe Justin Herbert. I think there's a lot of hate on Herbert, but I think Herbert's a great quarterback. I I really think he is. I mean, he's a big reason the Chargers are uh, doing doing so well. I mean, they, they haven't really won a whole lot in postseason, but, I mean, they've had great seasons, and I feel like it's just after Phillip Rivers left, it's like there was no hiccup. It's like Justin Herbert came in. He was making the plays, making the passes. He's just great for that, great for that team. Um, and then fifth, I'd probably say Lamar Jackson. Um, I wouldn't say he would be the fifth. Um, I think – Though I, th- I definitely think Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow are top three. So four and five would be whatever you want between Lamar and Justin Herbert. I think Lamar is probably a little better, but Herbert's still a great quarterback. But those would be my top five AFC quarterbacks this year. So, um, but yeah, I uh, not sure who you all would pick, but just want to put out my top five in the AFC and NFC. Um, a lot of good football to watch this year. I'm very excited. So we'll 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 see how everything pans out in the off season and how the draft goes. And I know there's still going to be a lot of a lot of changes within uh, with trades and um, there's still a lot of good free agents out there. So I know the Bears. Are, I really want them to pick up um, another offensive line piece, and uh, they really need a defensive line separately or uh, desperately. Sorry. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of holes in the Bears offense, but I think what Ryan Poles has going on is, uh, I think he's on the right track. He really is. Um, but we'll, we'll see how the NFC North comes out this year. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun fo- football to watch this year. So I'm, I'm very excited. Speaking of NFL football, um, I know we still got a while till the NFL season rolls back around, but I just can't wait to sit in front of the TV there. Uh, with my snacks and turn on the Bears game or whatever game's on and just sitting in the corner of my couch, just chilling in front of the TV. Love, that's one of my favorite things um, I like to do is just kind of get home, sit back, relax, turn on TV, just good relaxing time. Um, there's a lot of TV shows I love to watch. I've always liked sitcoms a lot, more than anything. Uh, we watch some reality shows every once in a while and um, – we're, we like the Mass Singer. That's always a fun watch, show to watch. I know I might get some hate for that, but <laughs> I, I feel like it's a funny show. It's, it's interesting and entertaining. But uh, on a, a critical question I have for all you all today, um, if you were to be in any TV show, what TV show would you be in? It could be any TV show there, or you could think of. It could be Criminal Minds. It could be X-Files. It could be a sitcom. It could be a reality show. It could be Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It could be any of those. But if you could be in any TV show, what would you be in? Um, Me, when I was thinking about it, it would definitely be a sitcom. Because those are what I love watching the most. Um, Some of my favorite TV shows are The Office, Parks and Rec, Seinfeld, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Trailer Park Boys, Big Bang Theory. All those shows I just think are 
freaking hilarious and just so fun to watch. And I love all the characters, especially characters like Sheldon and Dwight. And then you got, um, there's just so many different, you got George Costanza, you got Jerry Seinfeld, you got Charlie and Mac from, from Patty's pub. I mean, there's so many funny characters, um, on all these shows, but if, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, just for the fact that it would, all those characters and just that gang hanging out together would it would be a very, let me put it this way, unique experience. Um, they're very, they would probably annoy me. <laughs> they would probably entertain me and they would probably just show me a great time. Like there, there's so many, you never know what they're going to be on any typical day. Just that show is just so fun to watch just because the, all their characters together are just working off each other. is just so hilarious. Just to, like, I would just sit back, have a beer and just watch them the whole show. I wouldn't even get involved with their situation. I'd just sit back and watch while I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> but, uh, that, yeah, I'd probably definitely be, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And then I'd probably say a close second would be Seinfeld. Uh, I love Seinfeld's just one of those shows. I just, I absolutely love it. Uh, just sitting back and watching, Jerry and George Costanza just bickering at each other about the stupidest stuff. And I mean, it's literally a show about nothing. Like there seems like it's just their everyday life. There's no real, I mean, it seems like there's a little bit of a plot, but there's not really a real plot to it. It's, it's just, to me, it's just a great show. It's just a great idea for a show to literally make it about nothing. So, but that, that would be, that would be my close second would be Seinfeld because it's just, I remember trying to watch as a kid and I hated it, but it was Seinfeld's definitely one of those shows where as I got older, I start to pick it up more and I'm like, you know what? This show is damn funny. <laughs> like this show is hilarious. But uh, yeah, that, that would be my answer. I'd probably say it's always sunny in Philadelphia and then Seinfeld. So um, we're going to be putting a post on our social media pages. Uh, what TV show would you be in? So if, if, Please share, if you can, get on our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and just comment and tell us what TV show would you be in. Um, it could be, like I said, it could be anything, but we'd love to hear your answers on that, and um, it's, it feel like it's just fun, critical question to end the show on. So, I, uh, as always, I appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, please, 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 please rate and follow us on Spotify. And now we are officially on Apple Podcasts, so please do the same on Apple Podcasts as well. And tell your friends about us. So I appreciate you tuning in and um, follow us on all our social media pages. Uh, Feel free to reach out and please keep tuning in every week. I appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. Um, I am currently working on some merchandise. So uh, if you guys want some Sup Guys podcast t-shirts or hats, We'll probably have them out here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll keep you updated on all that information. Just keep following our social media pages and uh, we'll keep you tuned in. So appreciate y'all listening. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Rate and follow our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also follow our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We'll have another episode here next week for you on Wednesday. Have a great week.